The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. Hi everybody, Andrew Gormley, CEO of Classic Flyers here. If you're interested in classic aviation and you want to get up close and personal to old aircraft and see some of New Zealand's aviation history, come across the Classic Flyers, Jean Batten Drive, Mount Monganui, right on the edge of the airport. You can go for flights in old aeroplanes like Boeing Stearmans and Harvards. There's lots to see, kids' parties happening here all the time. We have functions and function rooms, business meetings, and a great cafe with excellent coffee. If you'd like to be involved with Classic Flyers, we also have the volunteer groups who do all things from helping out with function work or just on the main hangar floor with visitors and guests or birthday parties, right through to engineers who get involved in restoring some of our wonderful old aircraft assets. It's a great place and it's in a good location. Come and have a visit. Check out the website on www.classicflyersnz.com Extended Hi, this is Peter Johnson from Aerospace Radio Station Extended and we bring you some of Europe's best guests He's, he's been something of, of an unsung hero of the American space program outside those who are, have made it their business to become aficionados of it news some people will call you mad some people will call you heroes uh, uh, and everyone else is probably somewhere in that spectrum it's uh, it's an amazing project to to pull together from literally from scratch and views you've got to pick yourself up dust yourself off and learn from that experience and that's not an easy thing to do peter learning from your own failure so why not give us a listen if you want to hear about warbirds aviation and the aerospace industry Come over and give us a visit. Aviation-extended.co.uk And remember, there's no E at the beginning of extended. Extended. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show. I'm your host, Dave Homewood. In this episode, I've dipped into the archive of recordings and pulled out quite an interesting one. Way back in 2013, Peter Wheeler of the Bomber Command Association and I went to visit Arthur Joplin at his home in Remuera. Arthur had been a pilot in No. 617 Squadron in 1944 and was one of the last of the 617 Squadron wartime aircrew when he passed away in March 2023. We started recording a chat and were soon joined by his good friend and neighbour, Ron Mayhill. Ron was at that time president of the Bomber Command Association 
and he had been himself a member of air crew as a bomb aimer on number 75 New Zealand squadron. Both men had been through a number of operations in Avery Lancasters through 1944. This was actually the first time I met Ron and Arthur and I caught up with them several times later over the years but I'm very glad that I put the recorder on and captured these stories at the time. I'm Arthur William Joplin is my name. My number was um, 424044. Isn't it amazing? Hey, the chaps never forget that number. Exactly. You know, yep. um, and it got to a flight lieutenant. Right. Yeah. Right. And your date of birth and place of birth? Um, 23rd of October 1923. At? Oh, in Auckland. Oh, yes. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. Now, you're well known as uh, 617 Squadron Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder what your memories might be of of these oh. things. Well, first of all, my, I don't know whether Peter knows, but the re, the re, 617 squadron was made up of chaps who had just finished a tour and they were halfway through a tour and volunteered and a whole lot of blokes who were in Barney Gumley was an instructor, you know, Barney. Well, he, he, they were instructing and then they got cheesed off of that and they fo he formed a little crew to come over on the 617, but they were all experienced. Well, this chap in charge of five group, um, oh, near Vice Marshal, somebody rather. Cochrane, wouldn't it? Could be Cochrane. Um, decided, thought it'd be a great idea to put novices on the squadron who hadn't done enough. And we were one of those. He, there were five t crews picked over about four or five months, and we were one of those. And that's how we got on to 617. Because normally, you'd, you know, it'd be impossible to get on. And um, why he had this bright eyed And Tony Iverson was one, but Tony had been flying in the Battle of Britain, yep, that's right. um, I think. And uh, so he was a bit more experienced, I think, than the rest of us. But the rest was brand, the other four were brand new. Who was there? Who were any of the other four? Um, was it Northrop? Was he one? No, there was um, Benny Goodman, Goodman, Goodman yeah. and Mark Flatman, and the American John. John, oh God, I've forgotten his name. Very nice bloke. Mm -hmm. um, I think they were, they were like myself, all and all brand new, you see. But Tony Iverson had been flying, right. like in the wartime, but not on bombers, you see. So at this stage, you. Knew about the Dam Busters squadron? No, never heard a word. You hadn't heard of them? No. What were it? I, I didn't know. I, you know, um, the CEO called me up. I thought I was going to, get, didn't know what he was going to do, but he congratulated me on going to the squadron and all. How, I don't know, they must have had some sort of checks because he was quite happy about it. I'd never heard of the squadron. <laughs> because you see, when they blew up the dams in '43, we were training down in the South Island. Because no one had a radio, papers were few and far between, so I never heard of them. Really? So I didn't know, didn't know a damn thing about it, you see. <laughs> so we got paid, and I thought we were just going to another squadron. Yep. And then we ended up on the end of the day, after two or three months, I started to realise, you know, get, it, even then it didn't sink into me that much because no one, there was a couple, two or three blokes I got friendly with who were actually on the raid. Um, but they really didn't click, Peter. You know, it's because you're trying to. How do I say it? Um, 
I was out of my depth, really, because I hadn't—I was, I was put in amongst all these blokes, DFCs and the gongs around the place, you see, and um, I, did, I, I was out, out of it, you know, if you can understand. Yeah, easily. Yeah. You know, and um, I was. And you, Arthur, you said that you didn't smoke or drink. No. So that sort of. Oh yeah, kept me out further. Yes. And um, anyway, um, of course. Um, on my first trip, I went with this American chap, old Nick Nylons, and um, he took me over there. And uh, what happened was we had this little site in front of the pilot. Um, the idea was that when the old bomber pushed a titty, um, you had um, had to fly the aircraft straight and level, watching this little jolly red thing in the middle to keep it spot on, if you could, because depending on the speed of the aircraft and this little thing in the middle, straight and level, depending on how the bomb went. Right. Have you heard of that, Peter, have you? You've told me before. Oh, have I? And because the bomb sites were those auto-stabilised, you know, the very high-tech bomb sites. Well, so uh, I now realise, because, yep. you see, the bomb aim was down there, yes. and I was flying it. You never went down there. You didn't get into the turrets or anything, you and, see. I mean, it's an amazing piece of equipment. Is it? Well, we've got one at, at Motat. Yes. Um, and the guy, Tomlin, from Tyrua, got it working and running. But it's, a, it's like a, it's a computer, generally a, a computer, but it's run by air pressure, cables, wheels, cogs. No. Yeah. So once the bomb bomber had punched into the, the bomb site, but it's actually a box on the side of the aircraft. Yeah, yeah. And pushed go, that's when your light would have come on, Arthur. Because it's interesting listening to what you're saying, because I've always, I learnt it from the from the bomb owner's point of view. I've read about it, sorry. Yes. So once you'd pushed the button and you Is that light, when the red light came on? Yeah, and then that then started to do its calculations of airspeed, height, air pressure. It did all sorts of things. And then once it had done the calculation, it then, told, it then automatically released the bomb. Yes, yes, they had the strap around and just went away, yeah. Yeah, but it was the... the it was the stabilised bomb site that actually released the bomb. It wasn't the bomb aimer pushing it to deep. No, no we, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, wasn't it? No. Oh. So, and, and that's why you had to fly that, that straight and level to allow the bomb computer to make its calculations. Yeah, very interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. Well, I may have known it, but I, you know, it's, it's gone by now. Yeah. But. But you scored, a, you scored a good hit on the turpits, didn't you, with that? No, we got, according to our bomb aim and we're the nearest of the near misses. <laughs> <laughs> got a great photo of it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we thought we had a hit, but... Is it Ron? Hi, come in. Yeah, come in, Ron. This is the point where Ron Mayhill joined us. There was a bit of uh, chat and banter back and forth, which uh, has been edited out. But we rejoin the conversation here on the topic of Air Force organisation, or lack thereof, and in particular, adjutants. This is the Air Force. I was adjutant for one day once, and uh, I said, what the hell do I do? And he, he said, look, anything comes from the end tray, put it into the out tray. It'll be a, a week or two weeks before it goes back again. Uh, <laughs> and he was your most successful editor. So I did. <laughs> did you ever know John Buckley? He's a mate of 
Bill Simpson's a mosquito pilot. No, no. 627? No, but I know the name. He'd been very badly burnt. He lived in Rotorua. He's gone now. But he was a... He was a hell of a nice man. And he... On 627, he didn't get on with the CO and was always put on tailing Charlie oh, yeah. duties yeah. or cameraman duties. Oh. Uh, so when they did the Oslo Gestapo headquarters, he flew the cameraman. And he was feared up to it. Well, he, he was left as adjutant one day. <laughs> and in came all these signals and he's looking through. And here's one applying, uh, requesting applications for transfer to a training course, yeah. an officer's training course. So <laughs> he fills this thing in and signs it off as... as yeah, as you said. Yeah. Way it goes. And he said, two weeks later, a signal comes through to the CO saying that Mr. Uh, the Flight yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Buckley has been selected for this course yeah. and will be dispatched forthwith. Yeah. And he said it was terrible trying to keep his straight face in front of the CO. Really? I didn't know anything about that. So he posted himself. <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. So you've got more stories than we have. <laughs> I learned them from you guys. <laughs> so, so, Ron, you were on 75 Squadron, weren't you? Yep. yep. Um, were you on the Lancasters? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what, um, what period were you? D-Day. Oh. So I went in on D-Day and, and finished the end of August. Okay. It was pretty quick. Well, what can you tell me about D-Day itself? Well, no, I was at, um, OT, I was at uh, Feltwall on D-Day. We were sent on a, on a trip over the channel as a cross-country, which is unusual. Cross-country, you didn't usually go over the channel. This is part of the diversion, I think. But we went on to 75, and uh, it was quite just a thrill for us, of course. And then the tannoys started calling out, uh, report to, and we thought, you know, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. And because uh, we weren't included in the briefings and things, but we saw everybody scurrying around. Uh, but we were just put on uh, what they called preliminary, uh, getting to know the station, going around the different uh, areas. So all the day we just did that. But then we were, got quite excited when the planes started to come back. And, because this is the real thing, because yeah. we've been training and training and training, it was like... Yeah, yeah you never got there. the real thing. It was wonderful. And, uh, we were as keen as hell. Uh, and we watched the planes come back and, uh, you know, sort of asked the crew, what happened, where'd you go? Yeah. Although we were just new sprogs, so... Yeah. But, and then we went round the station, that's all. But the interesting thing happened the next day... Uh, the pilot has always put on a second dicky trip to get to know what's happening. Will you put on a second dicky? Yeah. So uh, he was put on a Bert crew, I think. And uh, but the, we were called to go to headquarters, which is Water Beach, to pick up a plane because they lost one and bring it back to station, which we did. As soon as we got to Woodbridge, a plane blew up on them. Uh, apparently, it's a delayed bomb. So they grounded all planes till they inspected. So we couldn't bring the plane back. So John <laughs> rang up Maple and said, uh, I've got to get back on the second ticket trip. 
And they said, no, stay where you are and bring the plane back tomorrow. Yeah. So John didn't go on the trip and the uh, plane went missing. Shh, yeah. 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 Mm, you don't know your you know, luck. is like that. Yeah. So did he do a second dicky trip at all? Just went yes, on yes uh, he did go on a second dicky. And of course, we said, what was it like? You know, he said, uh, nothing much happened. We got near the target. Everything happened. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. Well, my first daylight was in, in daylight. Uh, trip was in daylight. They used to go over La Police or Brest and every, uh, almost regularly at 11 o'clock and bomb the submarine pens. And it was a beautiful day, and when I, nothing happened much, you know, a bit of flak came up and all that jazz, but coming back from over the channel up to Boston, we used to go by the Boston Stump, that was our thing, oh, just beautiful sunshine pouring in your fingers out for an afternoon's drive. You know, it was an amazing situation. We didn't do much night, hardly night, any night flying. Oh, that would be frightening. There are always things, aren't there? Uh, when I wrote my book, yeah. I got a letter from somebody uh, living at Cotswolds mm -hmm. saying that she was engaged to a rear gunner. Oh, yeah. And the rear gunner, New Zealander, went missing. Yeah. And do I know what happened? Oh, and she said, I had a baby here yeah. later on. And of course, we all, the daughter's very interested too. So I made inquiries, I don't know what happened, I made inquiries and uh, I found out they'd gone to Brest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and on, yeah. Uh, hit by a flak. Yeah. And he went into the sea off Brest. Yes. So I was able to... Oh, you got that far. Yeah, yeah. you got down. Uh, yeah. So I was able to write, in those days writing, yeah. I wrote back to this woman and, and she was at Stroud. And I, oh, yeah. I, I told her what happened and yeah. uh, then I got a letter back from her to say, Dorothy, her daughter, she'd been remarried yeah. when I said yeah. first married, yeah. had been to Brest and hired a boat and dropped a wreath. And no. she remembered all these years that fella that she knew on the station had a baby from. And time hadn't softened that. And oh. when we were on squadron, somebody goes missing in a plane, you say, Oh, so and so, hard luck, you know. And we think, thank goodness, not me. Yeah, hard luck, right. you know. Let's have another drink. <laughs> and we never, never thought of people back home. No, you don't. No, no, don't, never, you no. Didn't, no. Never, never dawned on you. No, no. we're built up on the station yes. and flying. Yes. Well, of course, there was a big tension in this. Yeah. Really, you know, it's, you know, it was dangerous, you know. And uh, I think you all had a bit of on edge of it, you know. Sure. You know, yeah, you got that, that's when it first came back to me, years yeah. after the war, yeah. a lot of people did care. Yeah, of course, yes. And they didn't know what was going on, you know. It's interesting, yesterday I went to Hamilton and met with Dave and we went to see um, Clive Escort. Escort. Do you remember Clive Escort? Yes, oh yes. And in his, in his um, target photographs, Amongst your collection, you have the most magnificent photograph of bombing an aisle and oil tanks. And I forget the name of the target, but it's crystal clear. Your photo is. Oh, God, yeah. And you must have been at the front of the queue because there were only a couple of bomb bursts on the, in your target photo, and you said, that's me, that's yeah. mine. As far as Clive's photo is concerned, he must have been about 10 back in the, in the row because 
Yes. Most of the target's covered in smoke by the time he got yeah. but still a crystal clear photo. And I said, do you remember Ron? And he said, oh, well, I think so. Was that a daylight? Daylight, yeah. Yes, and I think I know one was something to sell, and we were sent over at low level. Yeah, it must have been. was most thrilling because we went across the Normandy Beach landings, and that was out of zone. We weren't allowed anywhere near it because they fired anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I just couldn't believe it. There were ship to ship to ship. There's hardly any water in the sea. No. And it was an armada coming from Britain all that time. They must have had a lot of ships. And they were bumper to bumper coming across. And, <laughs> and then we, we crossed the, the coast and we saw the Normandy Breachhead. And I was in the nose, of course. We were mm -hmm. low level. And Gee. then uh, there were Tommies waving their hats as we funded over. And we hit the bomb with about two miles of the front. And it, was, it had to be pretty good. Yes. And uh, then we came to the German line, and they started firing stuff at us, of course. Um, and we saw ambulances, we saw guns on their side, we, uh, we, we saw, you know, war on the ground for the first time. And that was exciting as anything, until you, yeah. just we'd gone through, it was low cloud, that's why you write that. And there's uh, two planes collided just ahead. Uh, there was one we knew from 75, and another plane came up and underneath and touched, no. and they both went in. And, uh, uh, that was a bit too exciting. Was that your squadron? Yes, yes. Your mate's on the trip. He was the only one missing on our squadron that day. I'm trying to think of his name. He's in my book, but... Yeah. Uh, mm. God. Yeah. Gee, that's that, a bit nice. song or poem? It's suicide, but it's fun? <laughs> Have you come no. across that? Might be Bill Peterson on Halifax's, and he's got a, a like a, a a poem or TM type thing yeah. from the squadron, and it's a, a, what they do, and you know, flying Halifax's is all fun. It's nearly suicide, but boy, it's fun, and it goes on, and, on, and it's really quite funny. Is it? No. And I just wondered if you guys had no, seen never that. I must put it in the next newsletter or something. Yeah. It's quite a character. I don't know about suicide. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, when there's low cloud and you're dipping just below the cloud over the fronts and, and this plane half in cloud and the other one shuddering about and they touched Jeez. it was so easy yeah close to the like that in the lake yeah. would be pretty dicey you know cool. See, Arthur, you, you've had a dicey trip you, why don't you tell Dave about coming back from the turpits road you you didn't have a lot of gas available, did you? Oh no, we just landed in one of the up in the Orkneys somewhere. <laughs> oh, we just landed in the Orkneys. Oh yes, that's easy. Well, did you pick one in particular, or was it just happened to be around? Well, the only place that had um, the first time we um, went to this the naval base up in the Orkneys. Scapa Flow. No, no, it was a. Oh, no, that's not in the Orkneys, is it? Scapa Flow. Anyway, you're way up there, and um, we lost an. Another come out of something or other, but he had to have the prop going around to feed the battery or do whatever, you know, whatever the... It's useful having the prop go around. This is a typical pilot talking It was doing bomb, something, it? but it wasn't... Um, the prop was just whizzing around to, to create some charge for... Whatever. Yeah, well, each motor does one thing. Yeah. The hydraulics can go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Um, we landed on three engines and we had to feather it to come in and land. And, it was a, and um, 
uh, and we got more petrol in on there. That was the first one, and then we, which was good, a nice proper runway. And the other one, seeing we'd landed at that drone on the first trip, I thought we'd try the other one, the other drone. And that was a dead loss. Had to wait there all night. They wouldn't let, let us fly after coming back from the Tiffets. I don't know why. It was pretty. Was it a sh short runway? The second. It's all grass. Yeah, God. That'd be a bit dicey. Yeah. And they get a lot of rain up there. Oh. <laughs> was this the, the raid when you sank the turpits? Yes, the last one, the 12th, yeah, yes. Were you allowed to tell anybody when you landed there that you just sunk the turpits? You... Oh, I had to ring up some bloke, you know, sick at home. Everything was hush hush, yeah. Well, I don't know, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't remember. It must have been hard to contain yourself. Not... No, well, we didn't know. Oh, I... Coming back, the WAP picked up that it had been sunk, and then um, they had three battleships or cruisers around the North Sea in case we got shot down and we could land near them. Okay. And we, we came over one, and the, you know, the old, there were flashing lights, you know, on the message on the, on their alders, you know, what that, you know, the alders. Oh, yeah. But of course, I shied away because you never know what these. Navy, they reckon the never fly over a navy ship, they'll blow you out of the yeah, sky anyway. Yeah, yeah. Lancaster was a fair go. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shot at anything. Yes. <laughs> they even shot at each other. Yeah. The, the navy they... was more dangerous than the Germans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, I've read somewhere that more people died in the Royal Navy from the Royal Navy than the German Navy ever. Is that so? In the casualty list, yeah. 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 Well, they're pretty dicey anyway, that was it. But, um, so you landed so you landed in the Orkins on yeah, both trips? Yes, yeah, well, it's just to get some more petrol on board. Mm. But, um, yeah, the Navy would be very interested in the debriefing. I it, suppose but, so. Yeah. Um, uh, because we never got, we got back to um, Lossy Mouth, Milltown, next door to Lossy Mouth. Um, most of the squadron had gone back to the squadron, but Joplin was always, seemed to be a bit late and missed out on everything. <laughs> you stayed for whiskey, did you? <laughs> I wish I had it because they did have a party and because we were stuck in this blasted place. How now, long was that trip? About 13 hours. 13? Yeah. And two pilots? No, one pilot. You stayed awake for 13, did you? That sort of thing. That's a hell of a long time. Mm. And we must have been given something in our coffee, I suppose, to keep yeah. us awake, I don't know. Yes. You didn't take any wakey wakey no, tablets? No, no. I heard there were, I never had any. Did we had sleepy sleepy tablets. Oh, did you? Uh, which were pretty toxic. Did you have anything like that? We, we used them once. We did a, a 10 hour 15 flight yeah. into the Baltic uh, mining. Yeah. Didn't cross the Arctic. No. And uh, on the way there, um, John saw flashing lights of this water near the near the Scottish coast, so we went back and circled. Thought it was a dinghy or something, yeah. and we got shot the hill. And we found it was a navy navy ship shooting, and uh, we didn't like it very much. So we got out. <laughs> when we came back from, because we were mining in Danzig area, yes, uh, the navy were there to, for the debriefing. We were the suckers who were sent over the hill spit where the Admiral Shipper and another, Admiral Shear and another Hipper yeah. were, uh, and we were put over the naval base, which wasn't very healthy on our Gosh. way in. And they wanted to know what happened and how, what yeah. ships were there and yeah. so on. And then I piped up 
and said, the Navy shot us up on the way. And, and the, uh, I know, the intelligence officer, I said, well, he did, he shot us up. What, what he was doing, shooting at a Lancaster was, I don't know, and uh, the chap, Navy chaps said, well, it wouldn't have been the Royal Navy. And as quick as I flashed John said to him, oh, perhaps it was the German Navy off the, off the Scottish coast. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shout. Yeah. We were black marked. Yeah. Oh, gee, that's but it wasn't funny, our own Navy. Oh, we thought they were friends. Yeah. Yeah, but you, said that you, couldn't, you couldn't trust a Navy because they'd blast anything. You, know. well, you talk to them now. But oh, no, it was too late to see if it was friend or foe. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, oh well. Can you tell me about the 75 Squadron social side? The, the, the 75 what? Social side, like in the mess and, and all that. What are the stories of, and the characters on 75 Squadron? Have you read my book, Bombs on Target? You'll find it's in there. I, I covered that. I didn't mention the names of the songs, although... <laughs> Bossed. The songs we used to sing... Well, I can't remember. Oh, saying, I, 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 I listed a few there. Yeah. And we had a great time. You're yeah. going to be on a charge soon, mate. Well, you realise that. Yeah. We used to have, we're off duty, rolled our pants up to our knees, tunics inside out so there's no rank, ties in a, in a bow, and then we'd follow the leader, the Winko usually led, <laughs> and we'd be under the table and over the piano, the keys, and down the, the, the sleep side, and, and goodness knows what. And, it was hilarious, a wonderful, wonderful spirit. And no one of the boys would go back to training and want to come back to a squadron again. It's, it's, uh, it was it's oh, tremendous yeah. on squadron. We never had that sort of thing in our place. Are you a gentleman? <laughs> Thank you. No, but I can't remember anything like that. You know, on that you know, Perhaps we were too staid, I don't know. We had a great time. Did you ever do the black footprints on the ceiling? Yes, oh. that was at Feltwall. Did you do that? Uh, I didn't. No. I didn't. Wasn't involved. No. But the How there were it? footsteps from one ventilator. Yeah. Going out the next ventilator. How did they do it? And there was also a wax bottom. Oh no! <laughs> now, <laughs> the chap who died, he was in Walkworth area, Dudley. No, I've gotten his name. I, I've got it, mm. and I've got a photograph from my book. Uh, he was there when it happened. Uh, they mixed soot from the potbelly stove yeah, yeah. And, and beer. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and they plumped the guy's feet in there yeah. and they built a pyramid of tables and chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had him upside down on this wobbly old he, thing. He, had, he, actually, he did walk upside down. He was pushed upside yeah, down, like yeah, I said, yeah. right through and disappeared. God. Now... That happened during the, during the war. Not, we were there D-Day just before, mm -hmm. and I asked, you know, what happened to the the footsteps. And apparently, the next CO came through and looked at it and said, "Well, that's disgraceful." Yeah. Uh, painted over, so the boys clear varnished it. Oh. And apparently, the CO said, "Well done, chaps. Well done, chaps." <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was in the right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Great time on squadron. You know, I've asked a lot of the guys to write up the words to some of the songs, and you know what the response has been so far? Zero. 
So if you remember any words of us, there's Andrews and Roy. And I said, I know a lot of the songs are naughty, but we don't need to publish the naughty bits, but we should record, you know, the words of them. And, and whatever Our guys, chaps will still know them, because we've sang them a thousand times. They do, and at the odd luncheon we're at. The ball of Kuramu, my wife, yeah. back to... Uh, yeah, we, thank you very much. Sutton. We went to Sutton Church, and there was a... Lovely old lady doing the flowers. And I happened to mention it, she mentioned it for the wartime, so I said, I was there. Oh, you were there, she said. You were naughty boys. <laughs> and I, said, I said, What do you mean? She said, Those songs you sang. And we did too. We used to sing these songs in the pub. And uh, she said, But we loved you. <laughs> oh, how nice. Oh, yes. Well, you, get, you get Des Andrews and Bunny Burrows together. And they'll be they'll sit in the corner over you know over a beer and off they'll go. So if you remember any wrong, I would love you to put pencil oh, to together paper. we could help probably um, and one triggers the other. Yeah. We'll do it this there. time. We'll do it new the mark we'll do it last time and they can't do we'll it. Do it new. Oh, first lady forward, second lady back, third lady swinging <laughs> off the tune. I know the tune. <laughs> <laughs> roll me over, roll me over yeah, in the, the clover. clover. Yeah. yeah. What's that one? Um, oh God, the ball of Kiramur. Yeah. Um, round and round with the bloody big wheel. Oh yeah. yeah. That, oh that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was very <laughs> naughty. <laughs> and so there's no way of stopping it. Still at last, for so, 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 and the whole thing was coming Made over. Made sweet yeah. <laughs> And then there was uh, a ring, a ring, a roo. A ring a rang a roo. No. Uh, oh, there were a whole, whole group of them. And we just picked them up. Mm. Those went before knew the words, and you soon picked them up. <laughs> so we were a 75 song. There was a girl on the back in the middle of the track along the road to Gundy Guy. <laughs> road to Gunga Die. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we heard them so many times. It's like the wartime gramophone record, the Andrews sisters and the ink spots, we'd know all the city. And the games, you know, Bill Simpson told me about Cardinal Puff. Oh, yeah, now hang on. Yeah, that was one, wasn't it? Yeah, and one for Puff. And oh, it, Cardinal Puff. Yeah. Oh, I can still play that. Yes. And then also... Here's a Cardinal Puff for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes, and the second time, is it? Yeah, yeah the troubles we had, and every time you had a, a beer, you yeah, see, yeah, drink a whole, yeah. yeah. And if you broke down, you had to have a, a whole litre, and then you had to start again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was that? Uh, Here's the cardinal hub for the first time. And then they used to summon. I know. I understood. Could drink a, a standing on their head. Could drink some beer. Yeah, and the other one was on your head. Oh, with a with a glass of beer on your head. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, a song well, there. I'm trying to think of some. God. Oh, yeah. no. Luckily, I didn't do all this. And then things. we used to have our tie chewed off, you know, into the beer, and somebody have a go chew the damn thing off. <laughs> Not cut it off. And the pub, <laughs> the local pub had all these ties. That was historic because most of the chaps were dead. And you oh, said, oh, that's Bill's tie. That's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I went back there and I, and I said, what happened to those ties? Oh, I threw the rubbish out. You know. yeah. I've been yeah. here about two yeah, well, years now. Well, they wouldn't know the history behind it. Um, no. Which pub was it? I've got all the names. Um, the the pub at Meeple, the pub at Sutton, 
the pub at West Beach, God. the pub at March. God. And we'll take turns in these. Gee, you must have gone around with a few pubs. Oh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't drink at my wings party in Canada. I didn't drink in those days. Well, I never drank. Yeah. I didn't even drank on the squadron. I was very pure. And I never smoked. No. Have you heard of Wing Commander Fraser Barron? Yes. He was at Westcott when I was there, OTU. And he, I was like young looking. He was young looking. And he was up there, Wing Commander, with a row of gongs. Mm. And uh, he came down from the top table and sat with our, our crew, because we were all pretty young. Yeah. The, the oldest of our crew was, was 20 when we crewed up, the seven. And uh, this wing commander beside you, you know, he looked at, oh, he's... Yeah. And he said, what are you drinking? I said, orange. And he got me an orange drink, and it tasted warm. <laughs> it, it tasted different. And, and anyway, I, I had that one. And he, you got chirpy then, didn't you, mate? Hey, <laughs> and a wing, wing commander going, get you a glass. I said, I'll get, no, no, I'll get you one. I'll get you another orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it tasted even warmer. <laughs> And in the finish, I said, what's in that? He saw double gin. <laughs> well, I was knocking him back. Yeah, no I, trouble. And I never looked back. <laughs> he was a nice guy. And yeah, what was he on? Was he in charge of your 75, was he? No, no. no, no. This was uh, OTU at oh, Westcott. Yeah. Yes. He was the... Uh, in charge of flying. What do they call the... the Oh, I not know. the OC, it was in charge of flying. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, and um, he went, left Westcott, and that's where he had a girlfriend. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't know anything about this, a WAF. And he used to go and visit her yeah. from the squadron. Oh. And he went missing just before D Day. Oh. Uh, he and his deputy. And they reckoned they collided because they both went missing. There was an explosion, and they both applied fifteen hundred feet difference. Yeah. Oh, God. You just don't know, do you? No. Did you Did you have any nose art on your aircraft? <laughs> yeah. When we first had our plane, we didn't know what to call it. It was you, Uncle. And uh, when we came back and dispersal, was there was Virgin on the verge. And it was a, a V, not a, but that, um, the CO ordered it off and the ground crew took it off. But uh, no, we didn't after that, no. Okay. What about, what about you? No, we were, um, no, we didn't have anything which I was trying to, it, this aircraft, we had done a lot of trips and I think they were starting to put some bomb you know, marks on it. Yeah, put, we put the bombs on. Yeah, you know, kind of see what we've done, no, no nothing else. But the yeah. trouble is other people flew your plane yeah. when you're on leave. And, yeah. The recording ends abruptly because I actually had to leave for another appointment. So there's not much at the end to say goodbye. But I'm very grateful to have known these two. They were both incredible gentlemen. Arthur passed away on the 21st of March 2023, and Ron died on the 9th of July 2020. May they rest in peace. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood.